part of a Pentecostal church, I didn't think I could do church any other way. I couldn't do, I couldn't do faith without the Holy Spirit. Um, and I think sometimes, um, sometimes when we get, um, you know, it gets tricky. I think, you know, we've, we've lo- either we've never found that or we've, or we've, or we've lost that. And uh, I just love this message. I love what we're talking about, uh, the Holy Spirit, because it's, it's the game changer. We called this series, uh, we're in the middle of To the Rescue. You can throw that one up just briefly because um, we're in the middle of the rescue. Um, but the X factor in the rescue is Holy Spirit. And so we've been talking the last few weeks. I've just so enjoyed it. Um, we should do bigger, longer series on the Holy Spirit. Because last week we talked about the fact that we're in the age of the Holy Spirit. You may not realize that. We're in the age of Holy Spirit. We talked about that last week. And, we, and Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is the Son of God. And we spent a lot of time talking about Jesus. And so we should. But there's a trinity out there. <laughs> you know, there's a trinity going on. There's three that are equal. And I don't know that we spend enough time talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. Because we talked last week and potentially the week before about the person. The Holy Spirit's a person. It's not a force or a wind or just a wisp that drifts into church on a Sunday morning and drifts out. That's not Holy Spirit. That's, but sometimes that's how we feel about the Holy Spirit. And we talked last week as well about Acts being a template for believers. Acts is not like theology. The epistles, if you understand the bit of the Bible, the epistles are the letters that Paul wrote to the churches, and and basically that's 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 like what we call theology. That's you know you should live this way and you should do this, and Jesus is that, and this is where we understand the Trinity from those epistles. But the Acts is a different book. The book of Acts, it's actually called the full name of that. It's the Acts of the Apostles. In other words, this is the experience of believers. Would be another way that you could title that book. And so we're looking at Acts and we go, what what was it like for Christians once Jesus had ascended into heaven? And Jesus gave us a lot of clues in what we call the Gospels. These are the these are the books which again are just an account. They're like an account, they're eyewitness accounts of Jesus' life. These are the Gospels. And they record the words of Jesus. And Jesus said a lot about Holy Spirit. And, and we talked last week, one of the things that Jesus kept harping on about to his believers, his disciples, those anyone who would listen pretty much. He said, Holy Spirit is our helper. So many times in the Word of God, it describes Holy Spirit as helper. And I'm kind of thinking, here we are trying to do life and trying to do church and trying to to live the victorious life. And we forget that Jesus said, hey, look, if you're going to get into this thing, the helper is really important. In fact, don't do it without the helper. That's what Jesus himself said. And so this morning, I want to dig deeper into the age of the Holy Spirit and see what we can find out about Holy Spirit baptism. Now, some of you have heard of Holy Spirit baptism. Some of you might even be baptised in the Holy Spirit. That's awesome. Some of you right now, to be honest, knowing what type of, you know, um, our church family, some of you may never have even heard about um, baptism of Holy Spirit. There's a baptism in Holy Spirit. I'm going to be talking about that this morning. You don't know what I'm talking about. Others, heard, others might have heard of baptism in Holy Spirit, heard about it, but don't know what to think. You've heard different stories. I'll never forget as a chaplain, um, I was walking down the beach. We're at a, we're at a camp um, at... Um, uh, actually, a couple of people in the room were potentially there. We were, we were at 70 and 70. I think that's where we were. And we were walking along the beach. It was dark and there was a chappie in front of me talking to, um, talking to another, uh, another, a student, I suppose. I was a chaplain. And uh, they were talking about baptism in Holy Spirit. And uh, he was telling the student someone, knowing that I was just walking behind. We are just walking along. And uh, he said something and then he turned around and he said, Oh, but you'd probably have a different opinion, wouldn't you, Shane? 
And, and I didn't say anything. You know, I was like, yeah, probably. <laughs> and we just, whatever. But here's the thing. He, he, this, this chappy, he didn't have ex- the ex- baptism in the Holy Spirit. He didn't have the experience. He didn't have the Acts experience. And that's okay. It didn't, but he just, he didn't know. And so this poor student then didn't know what to think. I didn't tell the student anything. I wasn't going to confuse him, but I'm just saying. Some of us don't know what to think about baptism in the Holy Spirit. Some have been taught there's no such thing, and I think that was the guy in front of me. And others think it's weird or scary. This whole idea of Holy Spirit and baptism in Holy Spirit, and I think it's a bit weird, and I think it's a bit scary. And, and why? That's a problem. It's a problem because we've seen people talk about Holy Spirit who, to be honest, those people were weird and scary, right? <laughs> and so we've seen that, and we're like, whoa. Uh, but here, I've got a tip for you. I've got a tip here. I'll tell you something. If you've heard someone talk about Holy Spirit and it was weird or scary, and that person was weird or scary, I'll guarantee you they'd be weird or scary without Holy Spirit. Okay? So I'll, just, I'll give you the tip. Because there's nothing weird or scary about Holy Spirit. I want to go on a journey this morning and hopefully unlock some of the mystery around Holy Spirit baptism for you. The title of this morning's message is The X Factor Part 2. Would you pray with me? Lord God, I just thank you for your presence in this house. I thank you um, that you, you go before everything. You go before everything. You've prepared the room, even this morning. You've prepared our hearts, Lord God, to hear this word. So, so Lord, from here it's on us. From here it's on us. You've done everything that you could. And so, Lord God, I just pray for, for myself. Lord, help me unpack this in a way that makes it simple and easy to understand your will for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So before we go too far, there's just something really quick. I'm gonna, in a second, I'm going to ask for a slide because um, we need to understand that it's new for many of us, but many of us have heard of baptism, right? If, if I said, okay, we're going to talk about baptism this morning, most of you would be thinking water baptism. And, and probably if I was sitting there and you were standing here, I would probably think the same thing. But here's the thing a lot of us forget or, or, or never heard before. They're actually, if you really theologically, all right, so we don't talk about this in churches a lot, but theologically, there are actually three baptisms, would you believe? Three of them, even though there's, we, we know a lot about water baptism, but there's actually three baptisms. And, and the first, and I'll just mention them quickly and then we'll put them up. Um, so there's baptism, the first baptism that you, you would experience if you want to. So it's going to get a bit theological. This Last week I wasn't theological on purpose. This week's going to get a little bit theological on you, which basically means we're going to talk about the scriptures and what the Bible says, because otherwise it gets confusing. So the first baptism that we, you would experience if you, if, you, if you enter the family of faith is the baptism into Jesus, right? Baptism into Jesus, Jesus, the salvation. Jesus died on the cross so that we might have life. And so we, we want to, so we become, it says, you know, it actually, we're going to read the scripture. Let's actually, let's throw the scripture up first. Let's throw the scripture up. Um, 1 Corinthians 12, 13. Let's throw this up because some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles. Most in the room are Gentiles, by the way. Yep. Oh, yep. Okay. I was like, oh, we've lost it. That would, oh, we'd be in trouble if that died right now. But some of us are gentle, some of us are slaves, some of us are free. So look, we're all different, right, okay? Um, we all come from different places, but we have all been baptised. Now, just catch the phrasing here. I'm not going to talk to you about theological so much as grammar right now. Um, but we have all been baptised into one body. Whose body would that be? Body of Christ, wouldn't it? By one spirit. Well, what spirit would that be? If, the, if we're talking Trinity, it'd have to be Holy Spirit. It'd have to be. 
We've been baptised into one body by the by Holy Spirit and we all share the same Spirit, Holy Spirit. So we're baptised into a body, into one body. That's Jesus. We're baptised in the body of Christ. But here's a question for you. Who, just leave that up just for a second. According to 1 Corinthians 12, 13, who baptises us into the body of Christ? Holy Spirit. And is that why Jesus himself said, no one could call me Lord up by the Holy Spirit? Is it, maybe Jesus said that. I'm going to we'll throw this slide up in a second. But baptism in water. Now, um, I think we've got a scripture, Matthew 28, 19. We'll throw that one up too, just so, you know, it's all above board. <laughs> Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We got three baptisms. So that was when Jesus was baptised. Um, that's not where Jesus, but he baptises us into the family. Um, but this, the reason I threw this verse up is it shows us the Trinity, Father and Son and Holy Spirit. And I could have talked about the time when Jesus himself was baptised in water. Jesus was baptised in water by John the Baptist. All right. If Jesus, think about this. Who baptised Jesus? I just said it. John the Baptist, right? Who Here's a question for you. If you've been baptised in water, now if you're a believer and you haven't been baptised in water, can I say it's an act of obedience this morning? I'm not going to talk about it any other way, just to say it's an act of obedience to do. There's a scripture if you like. Um, so Jesus was, think if you've been baptised in water, here's a question for you. You don't have to call it out. Well, why don't we do that? This is going to be cool. This is not in my notes. So really, everyone's going to do it. Call out the name, think carefully, of the person that baptised you in water? It's not a trick question. John the Baptist baptised Jesus. That's a clue. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to go three. I'm going to call out the person. What? And you guys call out two. One, two, three. Graham. You've got it. Graham baptised me in water. He's a disciple. We're baptised in water by disciples, aren't we? Is that right? Oh, was okay. And then the third, the third baptism. So we've got two baptisms. We're baptized into the body. We've, we've already seen that in First Corinthians. Then we're baptized in water. Jesus was baptized in water. And then there's baptism in Holy Spirit. Throw Matthew three eleven up for me. Matthew three eleven. This is John the Baptist talking. By the way, the guy that baptized Jesus, and he, John the Baptizer was another name for him. I baptized with water. Okay, so he's talking, this is John, those who repent of their sins and turn to God. So there's water baptism again. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not worthy even to, to be a slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with what? Wow. He will baptize you, not into salvation, not with water. He will baptize you with what? Holy Spirit. Well, there's baptism in Holy Spirit right there. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And he's speaking of Jesus there. So here's a not another not trick question. I'm, I won't try and trick you at all this morning. Who baptizes with Holy Spirit? He will. Who's he? Gee, it's not trick. Jesus. If you're paying attention, that was really obvious. Um, throw him a slide up for me. Not the uh, probably the other one after that one. Throw the slide up. I know, sorry, the three baptism slide. We're just going to leave it there for a minute so people can see it. Three baptisms. No, the three, not the verse, the slide that says three baptisms. There it is, and except the other one. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Just leave that up. 
leave that up. So when John said, here's the thing. So the other slide that says three, that's the one. Okay, so then people, you guys can look at that. Okay, there's the scriptures. Um, and there's something I want you to think about. Three baptisms. Have a look at it. Baptism into Jesus by Holy Spirit. Baptism in water by a disciple. Baptism in, we're going to talk about this more. This is not my proof. It's not finished. But baptism in Holy Spirit by Jesus. Okay, they've just given you one verse. By the time we're out of here, poor old Jessica had to type all these up. There's a lot more verses coming. All right? So, but when John said in the Matthew um, 3.11, when he says he'll baptize in, Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, who was John talking to? Was he talking to the disciples? Was he talking to the apostles? If you know your Bible, he wasn't talking to any of those people. They hadn't even turned up. This is pre-Jesus. Pre-Jesus. He wasn't talking to the 12. He wasn't talking to the... Some of you know your Bible. I apologise if it's going over some people's heads, but I just need to make a point. He wasn't talking to the 120 people in the upper room. Wasn't talking to them. Wasn't talking to the people on the day of Pentecost. He was just talking to a random group of people who happened to be by the creek the day he was baptising and knew Jesus was coming. Does that suggest that this is for most people? If he's prepared to tell people prior to Jesus even being revealed... See, there's a, there's a thought, pro, you might be, why are you laboring? Because there's a thought process out there. That, that What we see in the book of Acts is for the book of Acts. There's a thought process out there that baptism in Holy Spirit was only for the apostles. It only happened on the day of Pentecost. Some people believe that. They believe that baptism in Holy Spirit, remember I said in the, in the worship, we're Pentecostals. We don't believe that. We do not believe that the baptism in Holy Spirit happened on one day 2,000 years ago. It did happen, but we don't, we don't believe that was the last hap- time it happened. By the way, what happened in the story, after John said that, Jesus turns up. Jesus asked John to baptise him in water. And John's like, I don't think so, mate. <laughs> you should be baptising me. And imagine that. Imagine if Jesus baptised you in water. That would be a good deal. John was a smart man. But Jesus was God. And Jesus said, no, we'll do what I say today. And so John baptised Jesus in water. And here's something that's interesting. Jesus didn't come up out of the water full of the Holy Spirit. No. Jesus had two distinct experiences that day. He had two baptisms. Now here's a thought. Well, I thought there were three baptisms. Pretty hard to get baptised in your own body when it's your own body, right? That's just, that's just this common sense. Also, when we're baptised into Jesus in salvation, what happens? We say, Jesus, this is what happens. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, I'm going to tell you right now what, what happens. So you'd be, you'd be like, oh, I realise I'm not perfect. It takes some people longer than others to realise that. It's like, I'm not perfect. I actually, Jesus, I need you to forgive me of the things that I've done wrong. I want to get the shame and the guilt that I carry and the things that affect me negatively. I want to get that and I want to put it somewhere else. And you said, you said, I could put that at the foot of the cross because you've been, an awesome, you've, been the, you've been the perfect, catch that, perfect sacrifice for my sins. And so we do that and we, we, we say, Jesus, you take my sins and I'll follow you. And that happens. And then, and then, and then we, we experience life differently. We all of a sudden have a hope and a love and that, that heaviness that sits on people for so long they don't realise it's there disappears. Talk to so many people who've given their hearts to Christ and they're like, and I was like, how does it feel? It was a long time ago for me. I've, I've forgotten. I was like, what is it like? 
and they'll say two things usually, one of two things or both. They'll say, I just feel so clean. Here's the thing, half an hour ago, I didn't realise they were dirty. Kids like that. The other thing they'll say is this. They'll say, I just feel like a weight's been lifted off me. This is people who experience Jesus for the first time. Now, if you've experienced Jesus a long time ago, you forgot what the weight was like because Jesus, my burden is light, doesn't he? He says that. And, and you forget, I've, I remember asking a mate of mine um, a long time ago, I said, what's this thing? Because we were serving Jesus so hard and, and we were really... You know, back when I had a lot more energy, you know, and we'd be out and we, we late nights and just doing everything. Every waking hour was about Jesus. And, and I, just felt, I just felt like, oh, this is a big effort. And I remember that and I was just struggling with that scripture, you know, my burden is light. And I, remember, I rang my cousin, some of you have met him. I rang my cousin Karen up. He was probably 12 at the time. He's been an apostle since he was born. And I said, mate, what's to go with this scripture? He said, Shane, you've forgotten You've forgotten what it's like to live without Jesus. You'll probably never again have a full comprehension of what that verse means. But it's different when you come to Jesus, you do. Because you, you, you do it. Anyway, it's baptism. We're not even talking about it. Baptism in salvation. But here's the thing. So you, you put your sins at the foot of the cross and that's baptism into Jesus right by the Holy Spirit. But Jesus was perfect. That's where I was going with that. It took me a long time in the end. But Jesus was perfect. He didn't have, he, 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 he's got to heaven. He's like, you know, there's one experience I didn't get. Never got to be baptised into myself. But he certainly, so where, and then I'm going to skip forward to where I was probably five minutes ago. And I said, Jesus had two baptisms. He had baptism in water by a disciple. The disciple's name was John. But then he had baptism in Holy Spirit. And if you know the story, Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. Not a dove on his shoulder. That's not what happened. Some people believe that. But it was actually Holy Spirit descended on Jesus. And here's the thing. If, if you know your scripture, when I, particularly when I talked those verses before, these can't be the same thing. They're not the same experience. They can't be. They didn't happen at the same time and they weren't happening by the same people. You know, baptism into Jesus by Holy Spirit. We see the scripture. Baptism in water by the disciple. We, we read about it. Baptism into Holy Spirit by Jesus. There's no way that they can be the same experience. And you don't have to be really clever to work that out. You just have to understand English. All right. Can't be. All right, John 1, we're going to throw another verse up for you. John 1, we'll throw that one up. Just in case I haven't been clear. I didn't know he was the one, but when God, this is John the Baptist, when God sent me to baptise with water, he told me, the one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptise with what? There it is again. He will baptise. Jesus will baptise. All these baptisms are very clear in the Bible as, as distinct experiences. And if Jesus, oh, this, this boggles my mind. If Jesus was baptised in Holy Spirit before he could fulfil his earthly ministry, how much more do you think we need to be? Like, I get it. Like if you don't want to be baptised in the Holy Spirit, if you're putting yourself in a pedestal beyond Jesus, good luck to you. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go, well, if Jesus needed, if God, 
if one third of the Trinity was content for, to have the second third attached, I probably would too. But anyway, there's a pattern. Salvation, we'll throw the other, the other slide up, guys. There's a pattern. Salvation, water, and spirit. We're just going to leave that up there. And then, oh no, we're not going to leave it up there for very long. Actually, go to Acts 2.38. Just put it up every time I'm not talking about the verse. Acts 2.38. I want you to see these. Acts 2.38. Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptised in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And then Peter left it at that. Because if you're baptised in, 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 um, into the name of Jesus, you'd be fine. But he added, then you'll receive the gift of Holy Spirit. It's a separate thing. We'll go to Acts 8 verses 12 to 14. We're going to read this now. Acts 8, 12 to 14. But now the people believe Philip's message. So Philip was an evangelist and he talked to people about Jesus. But now the people believe Philip's message of good news concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. And as a result, men, many men and women were baptised. This is after Jesus had ascended to heaven. It's after the day of Pentecost, right? So that should be the end of the story. Everyone went to lunch and had a fellowship lunch and told stories of whatever. Is that what happened? Because it should be. What if, we were to, what if, should we take this, just read on? Would it be worth reading on about the experience of Christians, the first Christians? I, I, I want to. Let's have a look. Let's go to the next, the next verse there. Then Simon himself believed and was baptised. He began following Philip wherever he was amazed by the signs and great miracles Philip performed. Go to the next one. Gee, I hope I've got enough of these. And when the apostles in, oh, I haven't. Okay. In, you're going to have to check this one up for yourself. I didn't get enough verses up there. Heard the people of Samaria had accepted God's mission. They sent Peter and John there. I'll tell you what happened because I know I don't have the verses up. So Peter and John went. So they'd, they'd heard Philip's message. This is after Jesus. They heard Philip's message. They'd been baptised in water. And there was enough time for Peter and to message to go back to Jerusalem. And then Peter and John travelled over there to Samaria and they turned up. You know what the first thing they said to him was? Now, these people have been baptised by their good mate, Philip. They said, have you received the gift of the Holy Spirit? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Do you want to know how long after? And they prayed for them and they received the Holy Spirit. Do you want to know how long after um, the, the Holy Spirit descended in the, on the day of Pentecost to the, in the 120 in the upper room. In case you don't know what's going on there. Jesus said, I'll just back up. This was last week, but I'll just back up. Just because it could be people in the room who don't know what I'm talking about. So, so what happened was, um, Jesus, like the very last day he's on the planet, right? So his last day he's on the planet. They wander out of Jerusalem somewhere, standing on a hill. Um, and Jesus is telling him a few things. And then he says this, he says, look, this is very exciting, I know. You know, like I'll sacrifice sins and all that. And then the whole world's going to be saved through me and you guys. You handful here are the guys that are going to make this happen because I'm out of here. But then Jesus says something else. And they're like, oh, okay, a lot of responsibility. But yeah, if you want to leave, fine. But then Jesus says this. He says, I love it. It's so important. Jesus says, don't do anything. He says, go back to Jerusalem and don't move. Told that to my boys a few times. Don't move because you're about to get hurt. That's relevant, by the way. 
It's relevant to Christians. Because Jesus said, don't move, don't do anything, you're gonna get hurt. Wait till the Holy Spirit comes. And then it's game on, boys. Then it's game on. And they told, turned the known world upside down. That moment happened. These guys are just sort of having prayer meetings. And then all of a sudden, Holy Spirit is, falls in this room. They're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Little flames on the head. If you remember that story from your Sunday school, if you happen, were fortunate enough to go. And 3,000 people got saved that day. Amazing day. Now, this experience of Philip and Peter and John, do you want to know how long, much later that was? Because some people will tell you that was the last time baptism in the Holy Spirit. Some people, it's okay, they're nice people, they're just misinformed. Five years later, this story happens. Five years after that. Anyway, we'll move on. Oh, I don't have enough of these either. Acts 9 in verse 2. I didn't give the guys at the back enough verses, but we'll just start it and I'll tell you the story. You can, I'm, I'm reading the verses. You can write them down. Check it out for yourself. Um, I, okay, I'll give you the background. So what happens is um, Paul turns up. There were these um, Gentiles who'd received Christ. They hear about it. Paul goes, he's like, I'm going to check this out. And so he goes, over, Acts 9, and you can read this for yourself. Look it up on your Bible right now. I don't mind. Um, it's all there. And so, so they hear about it. And so Paul goes, and he goes, ah, oh, you, you guys are believers. They're like, yeah, we're believers. And he says, what, what, what baptism did you receive? And these guys got it a bit confused. They're like, well, we received John's baptism. And so, so they'd been baptised. And so then John and Paul baptises them again in water into Jesus. So how many times have you baptised now? Twice, if you're good at math. Uh, I think that's prep level. Um, so hopefully everyone mostly is up to there. So that's twice, twice baptised in water. That must be the full, that must be it. If you get baptised twice in water, imagine this though. I was thinking about this. Imagine... Imagine getting baptised in water by Paul the Apostle. Like, that must be the full experience. If you know anything about Paul, Paul wrote one third of the New Testament. Most of the theology we have, most of the, what we know about living as a Christian, most of what we know about God and Jesus and how we should live today was written by Paul. Most of it. Imagine Paul was the guy that water baptised you. Holy dooly. How good would that be? I'm thinking about that. I'm reading the scripture again because I wanted God to reveal stuff and I'm just thinking, that's got to be the best baptism ever. And plus they had, you know, already been baptised. And so that should be full experience. That should be job done. Like if Paul baptises you and you don't get everything, there's something seriously wrong. Seriously wrong. So Paul baptises him in water. And again, they go off and have lunch and have the fellowship. And Paul's high-fiving everybody. Is that what happens here? I don't have the Scriptures. I'm just going to have to tell you. No, it's not what happened. Paul baptises them in water. They come up out of the water, wherever they were. And so then I assume they come up out of the creek or whatever. And then it says, Paul laid hands on them. So they might receive Holy Spirit. Very different, very distinct experiences. After in, here's the other thing that I thought about this. Now, 
because it's possible maybe Paul didn't understand. Or... Paul's the greatest theologian of all time. Now, if, if the greatest theologian of all time decided after he's water baptized someone that he should lay hands on them that they might receive Holy Spirit, what theologian is telling you different? Honestly, he's a guy that wrote third of the New Testament. Now, I've, I'll, I'll give you a tip. I didn't write any of it. If I did, if I did that, maybe... Paul wrote approximately a third more of the New Testament than anybody writing on the internet right now. He wrote a third more of the, of the New Testament than anybody you know. I will guarantee you, I will give you the tip. Paul believed in Holy Spirit baptism. Paul believed in three baptisms. Paul didn't believe that if you're water baptized after you've been, Guess what? Do you know how long this was after the day of Pentecost? You don't. I'll tell you. 25 years. Half the room was, isn't even 25 years old. That's a long time. That's, it's not a lingering effect. Paul believed in the ongoing baptism of Holy Spirit. 25 years after the day of Pentecost, he's water baptizing people. And when they come up, he's like, let's pray that you receive Holy Spirit. That's Paul. Now you can think Shane doesn't know what he's talking about, but Paul, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Because after reading Paul's experience, I don't know how we can deny our need of Holy Spirit baptism. And for you this morning, it might be like, I didn't even realise, Shane. I never even heard of Holy Spirit baptism to the last three weeks. I didn't even know this was going. In fact, how long has this been going on? It's been going on for a fair while, <laughs> just quietly. I'll say this. All you need to get to heaven is salvation. That's the first baptism, in case you're wondering. Can we throw the, the, the three baptisms back, the first three baptisms slide up? Three baptisms. The first, to get to heaven, like, let's be clear. I don't want to be misinterpreted. I don't want someone to wander out of here and say, Shane, you said all this to get. No. If you just want to get to heaven, baptism in well, salvation, we'll go with that slide. Salvation baptism is all you need because it's salvation baptism. It's baptism into what? Jesus' body. Baptism into the family of God. If all you're looking for in life is to be in the family of God, well, bless you. You only need one baptism. Knock yourself out. Go home now. But if you want to live victoriously on the earth, and there's a massive difference between, as Jesus himself said, those who get to heaven as someone escaping through the fire, and someone who walks into heaven and Jesus himself says, well done, good and faithful servant. And if you've ever wondered, how do you get to that spot where, where in your life and in your faith and in your walk, where Jesus himself would say to you, well done. That's a big sentence, by the way. Good and faithful servant. And you might be thinking, how do you get to there? I'll tell you, it's really easy. You've got to go way beyond salvation experience. You've got to have water baptism and Holy Spirit baptism. Now, see, we're not, we're, it's, not, it's not we're bad people or, or we've just never had, a lot of us just never had anyone unpack it from the Bible before. 
No one's ever, we haven't probably read the book of Acts and, and with an open mind and said, look at all this, these times the Holy Spirit continues to descend on people. Look at all these different times people are baptised in the Holy Spirit and it's ongoing and it keeps happening. And people are baptised in Holy Spirit. Could this be the reason many believers struggle in their following? Did you hear what I said? Many believers, people baptised in salvation experience, struggle in their following, which is living victoriously experience. They're, two, they're distinct. I've made it really clear over the last two or three years. There's a massive difference between believing and following. Maybe there's something, maybe there's something in this Holy Spirit baptism thing. Could this be why many believers would describe, you know this is true, could this be why many believers describe their Christian experience as powerless? Have you ever felt powerless as a Christian? Well, maybe what's missing is baptism in Holy Spirit. 25 years after Pentecost, Paul said to a random group of believers, like, this wasn't a pastor's conference where Paul was. It's just a random group of believers. And he said to them, have you received baptism in Holy Spirit yet? Said it to believers. And after he water baptism, he didn't hope for the best. When he laid his hands on them, they got the full experience. And can I say, can I say, I've just got a couple of things left to say this morning. We're going to stand and we're going to pray. But can I say lovingly to you this morning? And I mean that. Can I say lovingly to you this morning? You and I didn't set the rules. I didn't write the Bible. I wasn't there in Acts. I wasn't, I wasn't on that hill when Jesus said, hey, go and basically go and hide until you get the Holy Spirit. I wasn't there. I didn't get that opportunity. We don't get to set the rules. We get the opportunity to be obedient and to go, you know what, if that's what, see, here's the thing, if that's what Jesus wants for me, if that's where Jesus wants me to go, that's what I'm going to do. Just in closing, I just, I just want to mention something to you which I find very interesting is that in the tabernacle, like there was this, they built this tabernacle, right? Because in the time of Moses, they built this, like it's like a temple, like a church, and they built it, and they had, and, they, and it had it divided, and it had like an outer court, and they had, um, you know, like the holy place, and then the holy of holies, and the idea was the whole, it was just an, it was a visual representation of how we get close to God, right? And this is how they used to do it in the Old Testament. Just listen very carefully. This is, this is you know, thousands of years before Jesus, the first thing, great, the first thing that you would encounter for you to enter into God's presence was the altar. And on the altar, they would sacrifice the blood of a lamb. And that would be their first step on the journey to coming into God's presence, right? Makes sense, doesn't it? That sacrifice, Jesus is sacrificed. Salvation, we can see it on the screen. This pattern's all the way through Scripture. Give me another two hours and I'll show you a lot more of it. Do you know the next thing that they would come to after the altar? It was the laver. It was called a laver. Now, it's not like a laser, like a lightsaber or something. It was called a laver and it had water in it. It was like this bowl and it had water in it. What do you reckon you did there? You would wash. What happens when we're water baptised? And I haven't talked a lot about water baptism, but we're washing our old life and we raise new. You have, the, you, have the, you have the sacrifice, the salvation experience. And you have your water experience where you wash. You know what you'd have to do if you wanted to go to, So now we're in the outer courts and we're cool. 
But if you wanted to move, if you wanted to progress in the holy place, if you want to progress in the holy holies, you know what you had to do? You had to anoint with oil. It's the third part of the process. What does oil represent everywhere in the Bible? Spirit. Salvation, water, and spirit. It's been there for a long time. But I want to ask you this question, and some of you will know the answer. What would happen to you if you wanted to go to the Holy Holies, but you wanted to skip any of those steps? Anyone know? You'd just die. <laughs> That's how it worked. It was a tougher time. <laughs> this was age of revealing of God the Father. This wasn't the age of, you know, we live in now, the age of the Holy Spirit. Is there any wonder sometimes we feel, we wander around as Christians and we feel a bit dead? Maybe we're not anointing with that oil. Maybe we're skipping, we're trying to skip a set, a step. Jesus said, you'll receive power when he comes upon you. Power, and I don't have, I've run out of time, but power specifically to witness. If you're wondering, where's my witness in this? Are you baptized in Holy Spirit? He said, power specifically to love. You think, oh, I'm struggling to love. Holy Spirit. Power to, to attain the fruit of the Spirit. That's in the Bible. Some of you know what I'm talking about. That comes through the, through the baptism in Holy Spirit. Power to, to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Some of you go, why don't, I, why don't I see the gifts of the Spirit operating in my life? It comes through the Spirit. Baptism in Holy Spirit. It's time to stop wondering where the power's at. Time to stop wondering. It's time to stop wondering where the gifts and the fruit are at. And the power to love unconditionally is at. They are found in the person of Holy Spirit. Would you stand with me this morning? I ask the other musos to come to the stage, but um, we're going to pray for anyone, and I'll pray for you anytime. I'll pray for you in the street to receive baptism in Holy Spirit. But I'm going to give an opportunity. The boys are going to play. I'm going to give you a couple of other prayer team are going to come in a minute uh, to pray for anyone who wants this baptism because we've seen it's distinct. Even Paul saw someone get water baptized and laid in hands. We're going to give that opportunity this morning. Or maybe this morning um, you're thinking, well, I was baptized in Holy Spirit a long time ago, but I don't even know where that's at now. I'd love to pray and believe with you, hear your story. So we're going to create, give time. We're going to release everyone so you can come up and you can ask questions or whatever. It won't just be me. We'll get a few of us up the front to share. Because I don't want you to walk out of this building without the opportunity for baptism in Holy Spirit. Because I was reflecting during the week, you know, and I was just, as I was researching this, and I was just like, oh my God. Oh my, what if I didn't know about baptism in Holy Spirit? What if, and I mean I, I mean Shane. What if Shane didn't know? What if Shane had never been baptised in Holy Spirit? What if? Where would I be? What would I be doing? I was a believer. But I tell you, my life changed. We talked about Reinhard Bonnke last week. He's brought up in a Christian home. But when he was baptised in Holy Spirit, so everything changed. I could say exactly the same. My testimony is the same. I might even share it in a few weeks about what happened for me when I was baptised in Holy Spirit. But anyway, I was just reflecting on that. And I was just thinking, man, I'm so fortunate to know to have been, to have been brought up in a Pentecostal church where they taught about this stuff. A lot of people aren't game to speak about it. You might have been to a church. You might be your first time. You've ever heard about baptism. You're like, why didn't the previous church? Probably knew about it. They might not have been game. Anyway, I just want to share this with you. And then I'm going to pray. and um, we're going to, The guys are going to sing. and then we. But a few weeks ago, I want to share this. I haven't asked him. But 
Pastor Cole Missingham shared something really profound in our discipleship group. This is what happens if you attend small group, by the way. This is one moment in our small group. Uh, we've had some epic moments the last month, but he just, I just thought it was so prof- profound. And we're talking about something, and, and I wrote it down so that I can share it with you. And he said this, When there is an opportunity to serve Jesus, if my first response isn't, how do I make that happen? Now that's, 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 that's powerful. How do I make that happen? In other words, I know I don't have time. I don't have the resource. I know I have to shift something. It, it wasn't like, how do I get out of it? It's like, how do I, if, if my response isn't, what do I need to shift so that I can serve Jesus? I know something is wrong. And it's just, I've been reflecting on that. That was probably two or three weeks ago. And I've been reflecting. And anyway, I'm putting this message together. And I'm like, that's the key. That's what Cole was talking about. What's wrong is my relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's a person. And here's how I know, because Holy Spirit's the helper. And here's how I know. Holy Spirit is what, who the, the, the person who wants the best for you. And so when, I, when I'm given the opportunity to do something for Jesus, I'm like, well, I got something on that day. My first, my first option is to how, to how do I get out of it? What I know is my relationship with Holy Spirit isn't where it should be because Holy Spirit's a helper. And, and, and Holy Spirit knows it's when I'm generous and when I give to God, that's what grows me in my life. That's what changes me. That's, that's what empowers me is when I say yes to Jesus in, in any level. And Holy Spirit knows that. And when I haven't got the capacity, here's the other thing. Holy Spirit says, I'm the helper. And I was just... It was like when I was like, I created these two thoughts. I was like, what Cole said is so true, but what's the answer? And it wasn't until this week, I was just like, that's the answer. It's my relationship with Holy Spirit that enables me to go, I can do that because I've got the helper. I've got the helper. It's amazing. I'm going to pray. Because I said this last week, if you don't think you need the helper, you're a braver man than me. You really are. I need the helper every day. I need him every single day. Lord Jesus, I'm just so thankful that when you went away, you said, you know what? It's actually going to be better than it is now. That's what you said. I'm just, just quoting you. You said, it's going to be better when I leave because I'm sending the, the helper. Holy Spirit, I, I want to apologize on behalf of 2,000 years worth of Christians who, who ignored you. I apologize, I want to repent of the times that I've ignored you. Because Jesus said, You're it. Jesus tagged you, Holy Spirit, and said, You're it now. And Lord, this morning I just wanna, I just wanna, I just wanna ask if you can help us. Because it says, you know, we can't come to we can't come to you without, can't come to Jesus without you. That's every day. Holy Spirit, I pray even in this room right now, you're speaking. And I know there's people that are going to be probably too concerned or whatever to come up the front for prayer and say, hey, you know what, that baptism thing, that Holy Spirit thing, that's what I want. That's what I need. That's actually what has been missing. Well, God, I pray that if it's not today, it's tomorrow. Well, God, if it's not right after service, it's 20 minutes after. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would give us the audacity to hunt you like you've hunted us. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll just just come in a fresh way, even into our worship. Lord, I pray that you'll transform this building. 
from a group of believers to people who are committed to see our town one for Jesus. Lord God, I pray that you'd transform us from a group of believers to a group of people who says, you know, we'll do anything. We'll do anything to see other people have what we have. Holy Spirit, only you, only you. Give us, just give us the strength and the faith this morning to go, you know what? If that's, if, if that's, what, if that's what it takes, I'm, I'm going to step into this baptism thing. I'm going to open my heart to, to the third member, the third person of the Trinity. Help us to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Guys are going to pray, uh, start playing. But if you want prayer this morning and any need, just come forward. I'm going to stay down here and we've got to have our prayer team. They're going to pray, a play, and we're going to pray. That'll work. So you guys hook into it.